Hey, Scatterbrainers, I got a question for you. What is the one thing you want for your kids? Ready? What is it? Think hard. What is the one thing you really want for your kids? You got your answer? Okay. You're wrong. Wrong answer. I know you're probably thinking, wow, Garth is in a bad mood today, but I was just trying to get your attention. It it is what we're talking about today. Uh, That is the right answer is what we're talking about. But probably the last three months, I've kept hearing this question, what do you want for your kids? And people keep saying, I just want them to be happy. And trust me, that is the wrong answer. What's the right answer? And yes, this has to do with entrepreneurs and business and where you're at and who you are. But what do you think the right answer is? I have my own opinion. And that's what we're going to talk about today. My answer is resilience. I want my kids to grow up and be resilient. I want your kids to grow up and be resilient. But before we get into that, I just want to, again, welcome you to this podcast. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget to rate it. And... As always, don't forget to send your questions to scatterbrainquestions at gmail.com. I got a question last week. They wanted to know, are you the same guy who does the one-minute marriage uh, video uh, on YouTube? Yes, that's me. I don't do those as much anymore. But yes, I do the Monday Morning Marriage Minute video on YouTube. You can check that out, especially if you're married. But let's get into today's topic, shall we? What is resiliency? And let me give you a little bit of background, again, of why this stands out. Uh, I mean, first of all, I I was in Chicago this past week for three days, and the hotel that I stayed at was filled with about a 1,000 teenagers, many of them there for this giant rave-slash-DJ-slash-freak-show concert. And I know I'm going to sound old here, But these kids were the biggest bunch of whining, self-entitled, snowflake type of people I've ever seen. Now, that's my opinion. You have your own. But it made me realize that this group, uh, this group that was at the hotel, you know, their their whole goal was just to be happy and find happiness, enjoy life. And that's not my goal. That's not your goal. That that shouldn't be anybody's goal. Your goal should be to be resilient. I don't know if that just made sense to B to B, but A to B, <laughs> B to C, your goal is to be resilient, to raise kids that are resilient and for you to be resilient. Listen, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, you've probably already learned that it takes resilience. It takes the ability to just keep pushing forward. So how do you learn resilience? Well, first, let's just define what resilience is. The dictionary defines it like this, the power or ability to return to the original form position after being bent, compressed, or stretched slash elasticity. Not bad. It also says the ability to recover readily from illness, depression, adversity, or the like, and also buoyancy. I get that. But here's what I think it is to the best of my ability with this podcast. It's the capacity to adapt to negative change, whether that be pain or stress, whatever it is, and recover and learn from it. So 
there's some adaptation that takes place. It changes your perception. You, you kind of morph through this to become better. You, you're flexible. You bend. You don't break. And you understand that the future is moldable. That's all a part of resiliency or being resilient. Now, I have bad news. Resiliency has to be born out of trauma, stress, pain. But I have good news. Resiliency has to be born out of trauma, stress, pain. Yeah, same thing. But the good news is that you can learn to be resilient. Now listen, I have studied this topic to the nth degree. I've watched the videos, read the books, study all that. Uh, there's a lot out there that is just positive mindset nonsense. Uh, I'm going to skip most of that, and I just want to get to the, the nuts and bolts of how to build resiliency. But it, I want to tell you uh, real quick that resiliency can also be in a people group. One of my favorite peoples to work with, and I worked with many of them in the inner city of Chicago years ago, were people from Poland. The Poles seem to be some of the most resilient, hard-headed, determined, uh, disciplined people I have ever met in my life. I don't know if you know their history. Back in 1981, a great story there was this rising solidarity movement in Poland, and it began to cause a lot of panic in the government. So, you know, the government, like any good communist government, they're trying to squash it. And the government owned the news back then, so they continued to try to fill the news with lies and propaganda. And you know what? The people weren't having it. In fact, not only did the people choose not to listen to the news, they acted out with resiliency. Every night when the news would come on, they would go out for a walk. So the streets all throughout Poland were filled with people who chose to walk during the news, which again was just full of propaganda from the government. Not only that, they would unplug their TVs and put them in their windows showing that they were unplugged while they went for a walk. Some of them went so far as they would take their TVs, they would put them in a stroller when they would go for a walk. So, so that, you know, they had the patrolling military and government watching these people walk around with their TVs unplugged in their baby stroller to basically say, look, no matter what you do, we will rise above. We're not going to believe you. We're going to fight for our freedom. Here's the crazy thing, that those walks caused greater unity with the people. They were out and about rubbing shoulders. They were talking. They were strategizing. They were growing stronger. One of the many movements that helped Poland become free. But you know what? Resilience is in people groups. Now, first and foremost, when I talk about people group, I'm talking about your family. Were you raised resilient? Was your was the picture of your family one of resilience? Were your parents overcomers? Did you have someone in your life that was an overcomer? Because as you're an entrepreneur, I think you play a great role for your community or for your people group to be resilient, to be that example to other entrepreneurs and to your family, and to, to everyone else. But there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that just quit. You know, they go after idea, after idea, after idea, after idea. They just quit. And you know what? If I could just make a dollar off of every entrepreneur that quit, that would, that would be my business. I'd be a millionaire. But you as an entrepreneur, you as a business person, you have to learn resilience. Because here's the deal. You're going to be told no a thousand times. You're going to fail a thousand times. You'll be laughed at a thousand times. Unless you're ugly, then it'll be 10,000 times. That was, that was a pretty good joke, I think. You will run out of money time and time again. You will run out of time. You'll run out of people. You'll run out of talent. 
but resiliency will get you through. Now, I could spend all day, again, telling you what resiliency is. Who cares? Let's talk about how to grab resiliency, learn resiliency. Let's how, uh, find out how to teach ourselves resiliency. So these are the big issues when it comes to resiliency. Not a lot of information. Like I said, I'm milking it down to what's most important, what you can hands-on learn from right away. So number one, when we talk about resiliency, you have to be willing to take responsibility. Ask yourself some tough questions, meaning, was it my fault that I keep having to run into situations that are tough? I might call it resiliency and how resilient I am because of all these problems in my life. Other people from the outside might call it stupidity because you keep putting yourself in those positions. Now, look, life's hard. You don't need to make it any harder by making stupid decisions. So take some responsibility. Ask yourself some questions. Why do I keep ending up in these situations? Ask some friends that you can trust. Ask some business associates that you can trust. You know, did I cause this? Have them speak to that. Then learn from it. Act appropriately and move forward. But it always starts out with some responsibility. Here's the deal. Because unless you understand yourself and how to grow resiliency, there's a time coming where after a while you just want to give up because you're not learning. It's one thing to learn through the problems that life just brings. Health, finances, relationships. But if you're the one causing those, it's even more overwhelming when you don't understand that. So please For the love of resiliency and for your future, begin to take responsibility on your actions. Ask tough questions. If you're not smart enough to answer them, then find other people that you trust and you love and that love you and ask them. So, number two, resilient people have a pre-planned action. I mean a pre-planned action or maybe a pre-plan of action. So when you hit the wall, what are you going to do? When you find out you're out of money, what are you going to do? When that relationship ends, what are you going to do? When your kid won't talk to you anymore, what are you going to do? When the investors are screaming for a return, what are you going to do? When your developer says, we can't interface that, it doesn't exist, we don't have code to do that, that's impossible. What are you going to do? Because listen, business and life are going to throw curveball after curveball. So here's my pre-planned action. If something comes up where it just kind of hits me in the face, this is I've already got this in place. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go get a really good cup of coffee. I'm going to sit in a coffee shop somewhere where I'm going to call my dad, uh, just kind of get some balance. I'm going to listen to some good music. I'm going to plan my war story, which we'll get to that in a little bit. And I'm going to, go, I'm going to take some time to plan my next steps of action. So when I hit the wall, okay, now what are my next steps of action? I don't panic. I just think through and I just go, okay, how am I going to work through this? Meaning, what is my secret formula? If you think of it like you're, you're, you've now been handed this challenge and now it's a secret formula, it's, it's up to you to build a way for you to overcome this. That's really the best way to look at it. You know, here's the deal. If you go back to the last time you felt unstoppable, and dissect that and find out why, then start using that as your plan of action for the next time you hit the wall. But resilient people always have a pre-thought-out plan. 
They always have an idea of when I hit the wall, I might not have a solution, but I have a plan of how I'm going to start moving towards that solution. It's huge to keep moving. Resiliency is built by continuing to move. Have you ever tried to push a car? The first few feet are hard, but once you get it moving, then it makes it easier. Then it's just continuing to move. Keep the feet pumping. Same when you hit a wall. You got a plan, so start to work the plan. And as it starts to move, you find that you dig out of that hole. Resilience is yours, and you keep moving forward. Number three, resilient people have resilient friends. Now, do you, everyone has one of those friends. I know I have a couple where every time you talk about something you've done, an accomplishment, how much you lifted, how, how many pheasant you shot, you know, uh, the, the cutest girl you ever dated or whatever, you always got friends who want to outdo you. So, you know, you bench 300, I bench 400. You know, you shot three pheasant, I shot 10 pheasant. You had a cute girl who was a supermodel, I dated, you know, a super, super model, whatever it is. And, and sometimes that gets old. But let me tell you something. Resilient people have resilient friends who can tell resilient stories because it builds strength. It strengthens your backbone to have friends who say, I know what it's like, but they really do know what it's like. I have two great examples from my own personal life uh, of people that I have in my life. There's George and Becky Gilmore. George is the author of Defining Life by Your Dreams and Not Your Difficulties. And George and Becky lost a child, a very young child, when they were early married. And there are many times when I talk to them, and I remember the first time I sat down with them, and I said, how do you overcome that? How do you get over that? How do you get through that? Teach me. How do you, how do you begin to build resiliency when possibly the toughest curveball is ever thrown at you? They lost their child right in front of their own eyes. It was traumatic. It was, it was horrible. But I want to learn resiliency from others. Another friend of mine, Billy McLaughlin, one of the, I think, one of the most premier fingerstyle guitar players in the world, he came down with dystonia, which means he played the guitar right-handed, and it was very intricate and hammers-on and slides and all that, and he had to relearn it left-handed just to be able to play. I remember sitting down with him at lunch saying, how did you do that? I mean, not the technical aspect of the guitar, but where was your mindset? What, what did you have in place that you had a plan of action to say, okay, you know, I'm going to relearn the guitar left-handed. I want to know those things. And even now in my life, as my parents are getting older, and I love my parents, I'm starting to ask questions of people who've lost their parents. How did you get through that? How did you have the resiliency to just keep moving forward? So the idea is surround yourself with people who have resilient stories. Talk to them. Learn from them. It, it, you may not even learn anything specific, but here's the deal. You learn from their strength. You absorb their strength. If they can get through it, I can get through it. I remember the third time I found out I had a major medical issue, which they said was going to be death. And I immediately went back to an article I read in a, in a ESPN magazine probably 10 years ago, and it was about this marathoner, and I can't remember all the things that happened to him, but traumatic thing after traumatic thing after traumatic thing. And then finally, when he was on a bike, and he was uh, in a marathon race on a bike, a van hit him in the race and uh, paralyzed him from the waist down. And when he woke up in the, in the hospital and found out he was paralyzed, he said this to himself, 
learn from it, get out of here, and move on with your life. And I remember thinking, that's it. And when you surround yourself with resilient people with that mindset, you catch that attitude. You catch that spirit, and it helps you. All right. Number four, resilient people, when faced with a problem, they always think this isn't permanent. And in fact, they think this is going to be a great story. So you get to rewrite your narrative. When you're resilient, you rewrite your narrative. You go, this is a problem. It's going to be a great story. You don't accept it. You accept it and you morph it. You adapt to it. You go, okay, what am I going to learn from this? Who am I going to tell about this? Who can I teach? Who's going to learn from my story? One of my favorite quotes is, what do you need for a miracle? Well, you need an impossibility. You know, no one calls it a miracle. I went out to the mailbox and the mail was there. It was a miracle. No, that's not a miracle. A miracle is you're stuck on the moon and you get your mail. Okay, that's, that's a miracle. So what do you need to be a hero? Well, you need an insurmountable obstacle or a problem. That's what resilient people immediately shift their mind to. I got a problem. Great. Now I'm going to rewrite the narrative and talk about how I'm going to overcome this, what it's going to mean to me, my family, my kids that are looking at me, my wife or my husband that's looking at me. You know, I'm rewriting the narrative so that I can go, ah, this is, this is why I'm here, so I can learn and push forward. That is one of the key things that resilient people do. That mindset that says, I'm going to learn from this, not only learn from this, I'm going to actually look good from this. This is going to make me look good because I'm going to get through it and I'm going to be resilient. Number five, your health is a key to learning how to be resilient. If you read the research, you cannot escape this, that if you are healthy and if you go to the gym or exercise regularly, it directly translates to the rest of your life as far as resiliency. See, the deal is this. If you go and you choose to put yourself in a position where you have to struggle and you have to overcome, like in the gym, that then translates to every other area of your life. So maybe you're not one to go to the gym. So what you can do is get on the floor tonight before you go to bed, do as many push-ups as you can, write it on a sticky note. And then tomorrow, do as many push-ups as you can. Now, trust me, if you do it tonight, tomorrow you won't be able to do as many because you'll be sore. But you keep doing it, and guess what? Your nine push-ups will go to 19 push-ups, will go to 29 push-ups, will go to 49 push-ups. I don't know what the ceiling will be, but you will teach yourself how to overcome. And you just learn to overcome through pushing yourself physically. You feel better about yourself in the gym. You just go to the gym, you feel better, you get a good workout in. Uh, Not only that, you build relationships in the gym with other people who are resilient. They're there pushing themselves. You're in an environment with energy, and really, that energy comes from that that, uh, environment of resiliency. People are there to overcome. It translates into you, translates into your life, into your business, into your health, into your family. I think it's absolutely uh, valuable. In fact, you just can't escape it. You know, the, the whole idea here um, is putting yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable before you ever get there. And, and I think one of the key ways there also is, and this is just a bonus point, learning how to serve others. Go out and serve the poor or serve the homeless or go to uh, an elderly home uh, somewhere where you feel uncomfortable and serve those people. 
That'll boost your serotonin. That'll raise your level of resiliency uh, because you are pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone. I mean, it is just, uh, you just feel yourself dragging your feet through the parking lot to go in there to serve those people or whatever it is. But when you're done, you've notched up your level of resiliency. You've boosted your serotonin. It's incredibly important. All right. Number six, create your mindset. Okay. I don't know if you've read uh, Tim Ferriss' book, Uh, Tools of Titans, but there's a great chapter in there where he talks about his girlfriend taught him about the jar of awesome. I've had a jar of awesome for a long time. I didn't call it that, but um, I I read the story and I thought, oh, I'm going to call mine the jar of awesome. But what it is, is you write down great things that happened in your life on a piece of paper and you put them in this jar so that if you have a hard day or a bad day, you can go through those and read them and remind yourself that you've had some awesome times. Well, I got this idea that you start a jar of resiliency, and we're going to use this two different ways, but this is where you begin to write down stories of how you've overcome, stories of when you were resilient, stories of when you didn't think you were going to make it, but you make it. So you write down these experiences of how you overcame, but here's the key, you write down how you were feeling. You write down, you know, when I was called into that meeting and somebody had, uh, had, had a meeting behind my back with some of the other employees and it looked like I was going to get fired, I felt uh, distraught. I felt lonely. I felt pissed off. I felt, you know, like I want to go out and slash that guy's tires. I felt like uh, I'm at a loss if I have to go find another job. I felt overwhelmed because of my bills. You write all the feelings down because that's key going back to that and reading that and then writing how you overcame. And so maybe in that scenario you say, uh, remember you got the courage to walk in and talk to your boss and lay it on the table and say, I've given my, my heart, blood, guts, soul, spirit to this job. And if you want to choose to believe them over me, you can. I'll be happy to move on, but you won't find a better employee. And you know your boss chose you over them. Whatever the scenario was, you write down these stories of awesome or or of resiliency so that you can go back and continue to remind yourself of who you are. See, that's what it is. You are a person of resiliency. You came out of the womb screaming. And if you're as old as me, you probably had the doctor whack you on the butt. uh, And it was resiliency from go. And at some point, we forget how resilient we are as human beings. This is your way to continue to remind yourself of stories and times when you overcame, when you were resilient. Now, I think this is incredibly powerful for your kids. So your kids, maybe it's as simple as you start out there seven years old and you write down, remember when we got home late that night from grandma's and you got up the next morning tired and you didn't feel like making your bed? You whined about making your bed? You begged not to make your bed, but you actually made your bed? And remember how awesome that was that even though you didn't feel like it and was tough and was hard, you still made it? That's because you're resilient. That's because you are an overcomer. That's because you're a person of power. However you want to word it. And you start with small stories so that maybe they have to go to school the next day and give a speech and they are terrified. You go to that that jar of resiliency, you begin to read through stories, and here's where you paint the picture. And after today, <clears throat> excuse me, after today, after you share that story, we get to write on another slip of paper how you overcame this as well. There is the power, and that's the power for you. 
So whatever you're facing today, you want to build resiliency, you go, okay, it's just another story in the resiliency jar. Maybe it's simple for you. You just keep it on the notes on your phone, but you need to continue to remind yourself just how bad of a mofo you are and that your middle name is Resilience. I remember reading in a book by Robert Brooks, he's a PhD, and he actually wrote a book on the power of resilience. He said this, for your child to develop resilience, what is required is that of a charismatic adult who shows them how to gather strength and overcome. So for no other reason, you become resilient to teach your kids resiliency. And if you don't have kids, then you become resilient to teach others how to become resilient. Because my friend, it is a quality that is lacking in today's society. And all of us need to step up to start to teach those who are under us, over us, around us, next to us. All right, here's my final thought in all of this. It really comes down to this. When you're faced with a tough problem, you ask yourself this, because this is what makes you resilient or puts you into the mindset of resiliency. You have a problem, this is the question you ask yourself. What would the best Garth Heckman do? Now, don't use my name. Use your name. What would the best Skip Ewing do? What would the best Martha Canhorse do? What would the best Jim Thigh do? What would the best Laura Ingram do? Model it in your own life of what the best version of you would do. And here's why. Because you are the best you. You just need to start acting like it. Hey, this is Garth Ekman, Scatterbrain Podcast. Don't forget, I can be bribed to do certain topics for root beer and beef jerky. Please rate this podcast, share it, let your friends know how incredibly amazing and just unbelievable this podcast is, (laughs) or not. But anyway, I'm happy to bring my match to your volcano. And next week, I've got a topic that I think every business owner and entrepreneur will want to hear about. Until next week, hang in there and remember to be resilient.